Welcome back to another episode of Who's On First. I'm your host, Dwayne. I'm Jason. And I'm Shy Player. And before we start, please, please, please continue to, to support our YouTube channel. <clears throat> Go to youtube.com slash who's on first. We're climbing up with the subscribers almost at 400 since our last episode. You guys have been killing it on YouTube, so we thank you a lot. <laughs> Also, please go to iTunes, subscribe to Who's On First, leave a five-star review, Spotify, follow us there, all DSPs, we are there, but all right, guys, we're in a lockout. I mean, ain't shit really to talk about, but we're going to keep providing the content because we're baseball fans. You guys like us for that exact reason, so there's a couple things that we need to get off our chest, and I'm starting with Mad Max. Mad Max pissed me off and a whole bunch of Dodger fans off when he signed his three-year deal with the Mets because Matt Max was capping. All right, <laughs> Max Scherzer, during his press conference with the Mets, he was asked, hey, you know, with your dead arm situation in the playoffs this, you know, last month, are you healthy? Or, you know, what caused that situation? And Mad Max, to his credit, you know, he is a three-time Cy Young Award winner. He's probably one of the greatest pitchers of our generation. Mad Max decided to man up and say, it wasn't me, it was the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? So Max Scherzer went out and he said, it was because the Dodgers didn't allow me to pitch as much as I wanted to pitch. The Dodgers, or back in 2019 when I was on the Nationals, I, I pitched regularly about 100 to 110 pitches per start. And that was that helped me be able to go into the playoffs and pretty much take the ball whenever I need to take the ball. And this time around, the Dodgers had me on a pitch count to get me to the playoffs. And that was the reason when I tried to do the same thing I did with the Nationals, I wasn't able to do it and my arm died. So everyone was like, oh, okay, seems legit. Max, Max isn't a liar. But the numbers don't support this at all. <laughs> so someone, of course, uh, I believe the first person was David Vassay. Of the Dodgers. He brought up Max Scherzer's stats from his time with the Dodgers. Max Scherzer, out of 11 starts, pitched into the seventh inning or later eight times. The other three times that he didn't pitch into the eighth inning or, or seventh inning or, or later was a rain delay, which he was taken out early. Uh, another one, I believe, was he was laboring. And then another one, he just got hammered. So he got taken out. Those were the only three starts. Mind you, the biggest reason why that happened to Max Scherzer was because Max Scherzer made himself available game five of the NLDS. He was the one that went to Dave Roberts and said, Hey, I can pitch game five. If you need me, it wasn't Dave, it wasn't the Dodgers. They said, Oh, okay, well, thank you. And then around the game plan, they said, Hey, Max can pitch. Let's, let's see if we can give him the ball to finish it. He took the ball. The rest is history. What do you guys think about Max Scherzer seemingly placing blame on the Dodgers and not himself for causing his own injury. Um. Okay, so Scherzer knows something's up with his arm. He's getting right. older, the stamina. <clears throat> you know, he's not a young buck anymore. And he just robbed the Mets for $43 million a year, right? <laughs> so he's in that awkward phase of where he couldn't get through the, the playoffs because of his arm issue. And now he's being faced with having to be the face of the franchise to bring um, the Mets back to prominence and basically – revive a dying franchise right so right now i think this is just an excuse to hold him over through the off season because a lot of pressure is already starting 
And he, you know damn well every night he's hoping and praying that his arm goes back to normal. And I think it's just – it all comes down to an excuse that doesn't really make any sense. So, so I think uh, – first off, one thing that you said, the ownership and the managers taking advice from Dave, or, or from Dave Roberts and taking it like Max Scherzer is a, is a say-all, be-all. So at some point, you do have to kind of blame the Dodgers. At some point, you do have to blame the Dodgers. It, they are responsible. They are the managers. They they set the, the the card and all that. However, just like Shy said, and just like uh, his, his arm's dead, and he 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 got a bag, and he's going to go to New York and uh, live it up. See, I think. I mean, hopefully his arm is well by the time uh, baseball starts, whenever it does start, and I feel like it will be, but. Like, this dude, and this is, this is hard, because on one hand, I love Max Scherzer, because he's, he's like the ultimate competitor. He's, he's a pitcher you want on your team, because he'll take the ball whenever, and he'll say, damn it, put the team on my back, I got us. And then, what I've watched with him in this little half season he spent with the Dodgers, the guy sometimes has a tendency to have, like, these excuses already built in. So, every bad start he had, including the playoffs or whatever, there was always something. Whether it was, oh, I, I have hamstring tightness, that's why I couldn't pitch to my full capabilities, or, oh, um, I was a little fatigued, or I didn't have certain uh, my command this time around, so I was kind of laboring. And it's like, hmm, anytime you pitch well, it's always, oh, yeah, you know, that's who I am, I want the ball. But every time you have a shaky start, then it's something else. Mm-hmm. And that was something I kind of realized, and I was just like, give him the benefit of the doubt, because he is a great pitcher. But I'm going to give you guys some significant games that he decided that something was wrong, right? So, wild card game, Dodgers-Cardinals, right? They gave the ball to Max Scherzer. He was screaming, give me the ball. If you guys remember that whole uh, that wild card game, he only went, I think, four and a third, possibly, mm-hmm. or I think four. And if you guys remember, a big moment of that game is when Dave Roberts goes out and asks for the ball. Max Scherzer does what? He sticks his hand out and says, like, hey, what are you doing? And Dave mm-hmm. says, give me the damn ball. <laughs> and he walks off, right? That was one. In that game, he was laboring that whole entire game, right? So we make it to the NL, um, the NLDS, and then he pitches well, uh, I believe game three of the NLDS, but he gives up the homer to Evan Longoria. And then he says, hey, hey, one bad pitch, one bad pitch, you know, tip my hat, whatever, right? That's fine because he pitched well. Then he turns around, game five, pitches again, closes it out. Everyone loves Max Scherzer. He's out in the field, shirtless, going crazy. Yeah, I'm that guy. Then he turns around, game two, shits the bed. (laughs) Magically, (laughs) magically, from all that time, now he's like, oh, I'm so tired. It's just, you know, there's so much, and my arm's kind of dead, and I gave it it all I got, and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, or the Braves just beat you. Just leave it at that, right? And then from there, instead of saying, like, hey, guys, I probably can't pitch for the rest of this series, what did he do? He said, my arm's tired, but I should be fine. And then he couldn't pitch. I believe it was game uh, It was game four, I believe. I think, I think it was game four. He lined up to pitch. So then Walker had to pitch on three days rest the first time. And we ended up winning that game when we were losing. And then turns around, game six, he's supposed to pitch again. And then he's the one that goes to Walker Bueller while they're warming up and says, hey, I think you should pitch tomorrow. 
because <laughs> my arm is kind of it's kind of messed up man and to me again he he has the the label he's a gamer he's a competitor but it just seems like and this is uh, i know people are going to see this video and be like man what the hell are you talking about but it seems like he was avoiding taking the big l's because he had a contract coming up and he didn't want to be the blame because game six he didn't want to take the ball but it was a high probability the Dodgers were going to lose because he was pitching game seven but now he's coming out and saying that his arm was so dead, he was already lined up to pitch Game 7. So that lets mm-hmm. me know that you weren't going to pitch Game 7. It's going to be a bullpen game again. Yeah. So you were never going to take the ball probably until they got into the World Series, and they're going to be like, oh, I'm fine, guys. All right, let me now now, now ride me. Now hey, I got it. Hey, but some There's just some people out there that have personalities that they don't like taking responsibility. Right. And he, it's pretty obvious he's one of those guys. And yeah. that... That was the only thing that made me very angry about his. Because all you had to say was, hey, guys, I'm 37. I just did too much. I tried to do too much. I tried to just be a little. I tried to be me, but I'm getting older. I couldn't do it. That's all you had to say. But to Dude, turn the, around. Go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, the crazy thing about it is it would have made more sense, like his excuse, if he said, the Dodgers overused me, man. Right. They just yeah. used me too much. But right. it's like the opposite of that. Yeah. It makes no sense. Which makes no sense. And then I feel like also if the same thing would have happened, the Dodgers kept using him, he would have used that as an excuse. The Dodgers overused me. Exactly. So, uh, well wishes to Max Scherzer, but you need to stop capping. All right? <laughs> Your ass is old. Stop lying out here. All right? It's okay. We he's going to come old. out. His first game back, he's going to throw a no-hitter. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to look up at you and be like... <laughs> <laughs> This, this black guy who's on first said I was washed up. Some black Dodger fan. <laughs> Kiss my ass. I get paid thirty or $3.8 million a month. <laughs> but let's get to someone who's also... Is uh, trying Dodger? To, no, wait. Uh, who's trying to get some big money, and that's Carlos Correa. So John Heyman has a, has a podcast out. He's a baseball writer. And he pretty much said that the Carlos Correa is down... Between two teams now, the Dodgers and the Astros. Which, of course, I was like, oh, hell no. Wait, (laughs) you know, I can't do this. We can't do this. And a lot of Dodger fans, it's like 50-50 so far right now, only if we want them or not. So I want to get you guys' opinion first before I give mine, being a Dodger fan. So what do you guys think of uh, Carlos Correa possibly being the Dodgers' new shortstop? I think it's a perfect marriage with you guys. I feel like... uh... Shut the hell up. (laughs) No, I I feel like the Dodgers – I don't feel like the Dodgers really need him. They they have a middle infield. They have Lux. They have Turner. They have Taylor. They have it. That much money, I feel like at that point, are they just – trying to get get something just so they can say look we're relevant because people have been dogging them all off season for not spending yeah me me personally i've spoken to a lot of dodger fans outside of our little platform here just to kind of get their idea you know like you know how they're feeling and it seems like majority of them they're not messing around with this they don't want this at all and i understand where they're coming from because but how many of them will have jerseys once you're on (laughs) Yeah, it'll take a couple Dodgers. months and then yeah. they'll get used to it. But I think it would take out take a lot of joy away from you know a Dodger fan to see like it would take joy out of the team's success because then you'll be like, man, but this motherfucker's winning too. Right. And you know, put yourself in this position: 2022 Dodgers win the World Series championship, and Carlos Correa is like the hero of the team, <laughs> and he's up there holding the trophy. Like that's gonna make you feel a certain way, right? As a Dodger fan, 
It is. It is. Right. And I, I think that's a big reason why a lot of Dodger fans are like, oh, wait a minute, man, because on, on, the, on the fan side of it, you have a guy who admittedly cheated, right? A whole team who beat us for the championship that should have that we should have won, right? Then he turns around once he once they get caught and he goes at our MVP at the time, Cody Bellinger, for pretty much telling him to F off and he doesn't know anything about this team and everything like that. He pretty much sticks his nose at us and other teams that he beat in that run saying, I don't care. All right, we won. And then he became like kind of a dick for like the rest for like the last two years. He's been just been like this kind of dick who's like, I don't care. We won it. If you're going to hate me, hate me, right? And then you turn around and say, hmm, let's put this guy on this team. Mm. Now, from a baseball executive standpoint, sadly, I get it. Because a lot of people, again, we said this before, Andrew Friedman plays 4D chess, right? When, when we're thinking about the obvious, he's thinking about years down the line, right? And the one thing that Carlos Correa can do very well is he can defend. He's a good somewhat a good defensive shortstop but he can do the one thing or he's willing to do the one thing that maybe uh cory seager was not willing to do and that's play third base the dodgers have a, have a hole at third base after justin turner uh possibly leaves next year or retires or who, who knows what's going to happen right any way you shape it the dodgers are going to need a third baseman in 2023 if you sign correa you can easily move him over to third or you sign Correa as a third baseman because there's been rumors that he's uh, teams have been talking to him to play third base and he's been fine with that scenario, right? So looking at the way the team's constructed, right? The only way I see this happening is if Carlos Correa is willing, willing to play third base either now or in the future, or something's up with Trey Turner. Maybe the Dodgers have soured on him since his playoff run with them last year. Maybe the rumors are true and Trey Turner does not want to play on the West coast. He does want to go on the East coast, possibly Florida, possibly, you know, just closer to it, to his home. Um, but the way I see it, I feel like the only reason that they're talking to Carlos Correa is because he can play third base and they're going to need a third baseman, uh, pretty soon. Yeah. So that's very true. That's how, um, go ahead. Oh, go for it. My bad. I was gonna say, that's how I look at it, but I would be sad if he was on the team. Yeah, when it comes to management, dude, they're they're not tied to fandom like we are. They're calm, cool, collected. They're they're looking at what's best for the franchise. Right. And if they're gonna do this <clears throat> to make the team better, they're gonna do it regardless. They don't care, you know, about the optics. But they do have to find a way to to sell it to the fans, like kind of meet like middle ground, smooth it over to the fans. And there's a way they can do it. But if it happens, man, oh, uh, you guys are gonna be really good. Because he's a spark plug. <laughs> <laughs> and see, like, I've been having these thoughts since this rumor is getting bigger. And I'm just like, damn, this dude in Dodger Stadium being him. I'm like, the first couple of months is going to be weird because you're just going to be like, do I cheer? Do I boo? Do I not care? <laughs> like, and then I'm telling you, it's going to take one walk off and him turn to the crowd and just going. And then yep. it's going to be like, all right, man, he's ours now. Screw it. He's but freaking hot. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Uh, but also, I feel like, uh, again, you know, we all, we, we've talked about with the Angels. A lot of a lot of uh, people always forget about the franchise players, right? The, the, the teams that have the, the most money invested to certain players, I feel like they have a really big say. And right now, the Dodgers franchise player is Mookie Betts. Who would know Carlos Correa better than Mookie Betts? Right. I'm not saying that he's telling them, like, 
make this move, but I damn sure know that they're going to talk to him <laughs> before making the move. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, again, that he's giving an, an endorsement, but it wouldn't surprise me if they've talked because they've been friendly in the past. They seem like they have a decent relationship. That wouldn't shock me if that he's like, hey, what do you think about it? You know, but I feel like the way to smoothen the blow, honestly, is if they also sign Freeman. If you sign Freeman and Correa, it's like it's a party. You say, if you just sign Correa, it's like, damn. Yeah, but that's those two signings right there. That's a half a billion dollars. With the with the lockout, now there's a lot of rumors that, that the luxury tax is going up and not going down. So we were wrong. <laughs> we, were, we were wrong again. <laughs> I don't know. Like, of course, the the players are trying to. Uh, make this i mean the uh owners are trying to make this not happen the players are saying hell hell push it up please do give us more money but we'll see what happens with that situation yeah crazy times in the mlb all right so the topic i wanted to discuss this week guys is a 2018 tweet in regards to shohei ortani our big money topic on this on this show so (laughs) right um so we've been seeing like an infamous tweet that's been circulating it happens every time like when otani wins the mvp or whenever he has like a big play it it populates and it and it uh, recirculates all throughout twitter so let me go ahead and set up this tweet in 2018 um it was the freeway series uh the series right before the uh, like the one that they play at Dodger Stadium and Angel Stadium every year before the regular season starts. Right. Otani is having a horrible debut in spring training. Can't pitch, can't hit, and people all over the baseball universe are basically writing this guy off. And Dodgers Nation, which is a huge baseball Twitter, um, they're a fan page of the Dodgers. So and <laughs> right, right, we got to get some views from them. <laughs> <laughs> so they took a picture of Otani on deck, right? He's in a swinging stance, and then they write a caption saying, "Woo, we dodged that one. So I want to ask you guys, how would it feel having a tweet that is this bad that it recirculates every couple years, and it's all over the internet, and it just being that bad where like it just keeps getting brought up? And what are your thoughts on how far Otani has come since the, his first spring training? You want to go, Jason? No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I mean, let's let the let's, let's let the obvious out. We also made a bold prediction that ended us <laughs> ended up ended up having us on you know Game Three of the World Series and a lot of uh, people watching that and being like, "Ha! Huh, those guys were totally wrong." <laughs> so I completely understand it, but I will say at least we gave them like two seasons. All right. <laughs> this tweet. Otani signed in what 2018, right? Yeah, 28. Yeah, yeah. So this tweet was that was blowing your load super quick. Like that was extremely premature. However, it was the rivalry. I think they were playing into it. But to look at how far he's come, because after 2018, you have 2019 where he gets hurt, still starts off kind of sluggish, and then 2020 is the shortened season. We don't really care about that too much. And then this year. I think it's just a testament to one. You you know, uh, I feel like stats and everything just don't matter because sometimes a player's just sheer will to be better will overtake a lot of people who are saying, "Oh, it's not possible," and, and they can't do it. And I think 
Shohei Otani is like a walking Nike ad. You remember the, the Tiger Woods Nike ads where, like, the I think the most infamous one is the one where it's the putt that's, like, in, insanely far away, and then he makes it, and, it, like, it just kind of goes on, the, like, the Nike logo of the ball, and he makes it in. That's yeah. Shohei Otani. You can literally show his career and be like, everyone be like, this dude's trash. Oh, my God. So you're saying Shohei golfs now. <laughs> he can at this point. <laughs> Probably. Whatever, uh, whatever he sets his mind to, I believe he can do it, right? But you can literally look at his career and be like, this dude, there's no way they're going to make it. There's, there's no way he can do two things this well. The Angels made a huge mistake. And then just fast forward to this year and being like, proved him wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. He proved everyone wrong. Yeah. It didn't prove me wrong. I knew all along he was going to be awesome. <laughs> you were on the video. <laughs> you caught him a bust. All right? No. Did you see? Rewatch that video. You see where they edited it. Watch the original <laughs> video. Hey, that video is going to recirculate every three years now. <laughs> At his Hall of Fame speech, they got to air that shit. It's going to be us. He's a bust. He's a bust. I mean, come on, guys. I'm sorry. The mask made us do it. Face mask made us do it. Uh, No, so it is what it is. There's That's a lot of people writing him off. Uh, He was having – I I remember that game because everybody was on Twitter going, oh, he sucks. And I'm like, dude, he's having a bad game. Like, give him, keep giving him shit. It doesn't matter. Uh, Especially so yeah, spring training. Yeah, it's spring. It, it was, I, it was an exhibition game right, right before. So, so yeah, so it's the end of spring training. It, it didn't matter. And now this tweet is going to kick these guys like in the teeth every, every big Otani play. But is that a bad thing? No, that's actually a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually a great thing for them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they're, they're getting cloud off of it, huh? Yeah, we're talking. Hey, we need about it. we need to do that. We're talking about it. <laughs> we need to come up with the worst takes ever. <laughs> we did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it made in the World Series. <laughs> I just I hate that. Like one, just like kind of fleeting thought. Is he a bust? Let's talk about it. It, it. Like it's gonna erase all the like right we've had on this podcast. <laughs> that's gonna be the one where it's like everyone's like these two assholes called him horrible no see now you just but have we to, didn't we, we did watch the video we did watch the original watch yeah. the original we have to caption that now on the bottom of everything watch right. the original <laughs> so this tweet was obviously a cold take mm-hmm. um his damn rookie card is going for eight hundred dollars you saw it at the flea market yeah i actually just purchased one on monday that like a hundred dollar one like middle of the pack right and we were all wrong, to be honest. Like, if I'm if I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, man, I, I knew he was going to be good. Like, we were panicking after that first spring training. It was bad. And, it, you know, he, he just had to adjust. But that just tells you, man, you got to give certain players some time to develop. And he's developed into an MVP player. We love you, Shohei. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to find it whenever that contract extension happens or if he goes to free agency. I think that would be the funniest year to just watching all these teams basically bend over and be like however you want me you, well, you can fi- have me the- you figure there's he has two years left and if he if he does if he matches 75 percent of those two seasons or this past season and the next two seasons i'm telling you he's he's going to be in my opinion the tiger woods of of baseball i'm not gonna say michael jordan because michael jordan includes winning so I hate when people. Oh, don't go, worry, don't worry. Twenty 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 two. So I think he's going to be the Tiger Woods of baseball, to so where he's going to be that trans like transcendent player, 
where he's going to be on on every cereal box he's going to be on the on the video games i if mlb the show does not have him on the cover of this next game i think they're failing no no, I, no that's a curse i told you it's a curse watch it everybody that's been on it then put him on it nope. <laughs> you guys can't win Mookie right. Betts is going on it if, if no. he if he like rattles off three championships in a row like what do you think happens to baseball i think he should be considered the goat like it would just blow up baseball like baseball would be the number one sport he should be considered the goat for doing two for doing the two hardest things hitting and pitching better than everyone like he would be the goat you know but that's something where we'll have to wait to see it but to me, if he wins one more MVP, or at least he's in the conversation consistently for like the next five to seven years, I think you got to give him that nod that he would be like, of this generation, I think he trumps Trout. I think he would turn into the best baseball player we have because Mike Trout is amazing. He's amazing defensively. He's amazing offensively, but he ain't pitching. And, that's true. you know, that's something that, that holds weight. No, regardless of what people want to look at it as, or it's two, you know, it's two totally different things. It still holds weight. He would be the best baseball player on earth at that point. So, but his fast forward like two months from now, Mike Trout's like, man, I got to pitch, man. <laughs> I hate these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think his legacy is going to really be shown these next couple of seasons. When you see a lot of players doing this or trying to do it, and if they fail, you're gonna just it's gonna make him look even better. If they succeed, it's going to make him look even better because he pushed them, inspired them to try it. So I think the sky's the limit for that guy. And, hey, we're all happy. Bad takes. And it, when when someone actually says, screw this, I'm going to be successful, it always feels good. So, Oh, yeah. But that was a good episode. We got that off with no real baseball content. I like this. Let's do this. What do you, what do you guys think? Last thing to say. What do you guys think this uh, lockout is probably going to end? Give me a month. February, right before the season starts. Yeah, February. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna not use any logic and just be like, I'm gonna go April. Oh, well, you think April. it's going? You think it's going far? Because for some reason, some some COVID things gonna happen. And oh, it's gonna mm, get pushed. Oh, the Omarion. Omarion Barry. The Omarion. Is it? Doesn't he play on the Lakers? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Once again, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash who's on first. Uh, also, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify, all DSPs. We are very thankful for all the support we're getting over these weeks and months. And it's cool to see what we're building. Hopefully, 2022, we have a lot of content. We have a lot of stuff coming. Hopefully, baseball is here so we can obviously give you guys as much content as possible. But even with the lockout, we're still going to be dropping content, so please stay tuned in. But other than that, we will see you when we see you. Peace. Peace out.